Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about the difference between weather and climate, how astronomers actually use parsecs to measure distances, and some Scandinavian life philosophies that could make you happier. Let's satisfy some curiosity on the award-winning Curiosity Daily. Do you know the difference between the terms weather and climate? It's an important distinction if you follow science news, and we've gotten a lot of questions about it lately. So today, I've got you covered. As reported by The Conversation, weather basically refers to stuff happening right this second, like cloud cover and temperature. You know, the day-to-day conditions of the atmosphere. Climate is a more macro view. It describes the average atmospheric conditions over many years. In fact, the World Meteorological Organization says that figuring out a climate record takes a minimum of 30 years of data. This includes things like average annual rainfall, overall direction of the wind, or what time of year you're most likely to see snow. Here's an analogy that might help. It comes from Jennifer Fitchett, who's a senior lecturer in physical geography at the University of the Witwatersund. The climate is like your wardrobe. You got a winter coat and scarf for when it's cold, flip-flops and shorts for when it's warm, and everything in between. Weather is the individual item of clothing you choose to wear. You change what you wear from day to day. If it's snowing, you put on boots. And if it's really hot, you might wear sandals. The thing is, everyone in the world doesn't have the same wardrobe. If you live right on the equator, then you probably don't have a winter coat. And that brings us back to weather and climate. The conditions in one place are different from the conditions far away from wherever you are. Here's what that means for how we can understand climate projections and climate forecasts. The weather forecast you see on TV or on your phone's weather app is there to help you figure out what to wear. On the other hand, climate projections tell you what scientists think the climate will be in 40, 50, maybe 100 years. Climate projections are a warning that we might want to change up our wardrobe. Maybe we won't need such heavy coats, and maybe it's a good time to pick up some shorts or umbrellas or raincoats. There's no need to switch up your whole wardrobe overnight. Just take your time, look ahead, and plan and adapt. And hopefully, stay dry. A parsec is a real astronomical unit of measurement with cool origins. Yes, it measures distance, not time. Yes, the term was used improperly in the original Star Wars. Yes, I will absolutely get to that in a few minutes. No, Ashley, you're not getting out of this one. Hey, I love Star Wars. You're going to love it. You know that I'm cosplayed (laughs) as a Star Wars character. This is true. Well, we're all going to love Star Wars by the end of this. (laughs) Here's the deal. One parsec is equivalent to 3.26 light years. That's 19 trillion miles or 31 trillion kilometers. If that seems excessive, that's because it absolutely is. But when it comes to measuring astronomically large distances between objects that are beyond our solar system, excessively large is just right. I said beyond our solar system, by the way. For you to travel one parsec from Earth, you would have to go from here to the sun and back 206,265 times. I told you it was big. The word parsec comes from two words, parallax and arc second. Parallax describes when an object's location seems to have changed because your location changed. Astronomers use parallax to judge the distance of objects in the sky. If you know how far the Earth has moved and you can measure how far the object moved across its starry backdrop, you can judge its distance. You actually use parallax to judge the distance of things all the time. Your two eyes see the world from slightly different angles, and your brain crunches the numbers to tell you how far away everything is from you. The second half of parsec refers to an arc second. An arc second is part of a measurement of an angle. 
You know how a circle is 360 degrees? Imagine you're standing with a full view of the horizon around you. If you sliced the horizon into 360 degrees, each degree would be about twice the width of the full moon. Divide one of those degrees into 60 pieces and you get the width of an arc minute. Divide one of those up by 60 again and you get an arc second. Putting it all together, a parsec is the parallax of one arc second. In other words, if an object in the sky moves by one arc second when the Earth moves by one astronomical unit, then the object is one parsec away. To put that in perspective, Proxima Centauri is the star that's our closest neighbor, and it's 1.3 parsecs away. For more perspective, the Millennium Falcon made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. And I'm sorry, pedants, but before you go criticizing Star Wars for this quote-unquote mistake, first you need to understand what the Kessel Run actually is. <sighs> Feel free to skip forward 30 seconds or so if you can't handle my nerdiness. All right, in Star Wars canon, the Kessel Run is a route used by smugglers to transport an illicit substance from mines on the planet Kessel through a region of space that belongs to the Galactic Empire. So it's an illegal smuggling route. And this route includes a cluster of black holes known as the Maw. As you know, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So when Han Solo said he made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, he was referring to his daringness and piloting skills and the sophisticated computer on the Millennium Falcon that he was able to use to navigate close to those black holes while not getting sucked in. I was aware of this from reading books from the Star Wars Expanded Universe when I was a kid, but thanks to Disney, they are no longer canon. But they also address this in the 2018 film Solo, A Star Wars Story, which I still have not seen. But they address all of this after the movie happened. Doesn't That's matter. That's the problem. Doesn't matter. They just made it up afterward to make that line okay. Still works. No. Still works. That is art. <laughs> that is how you craft a story. I think this is the biggest debate we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> The Kessel Run obviously makes Cody happy. You know who else is happy by most metrics? Scandinavians. The annual World Happiness Report consistently rates the Nordic countries of Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Iceland among the top 10 happiest nations. So today, we'll wrap up with some life philosophies from Nordic countries that might make you a little happier in your own life. First is Hugga. The Danish concept of Hugga translates to something like coziness of the soul. It's the feeling you get when you're snuggled up under a blanket with a loved one drinking cocoa by the fire. As a life philosophy, it's all about allowing yourself guilt-free indulgences, especially when the world is dark and dreary. Anything from getting together with family and friends for a meal to spending time on your own reading a good book. Like from the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Just saying. <laughs> the next philosophy is logom. Logom is a Swedish word that roughly translates to just right or optimal. You've probably heard the saying, everything in moderation, including moderation. That's what logom is all about. Whether that's how much sugar to add to a batch of cookies or how much of your life you devote to your work, this philosophy urges a healthy balance that doesn't swing too far in any direction. And one other philosophy is sisu. It's a unique Finnish concept that's about persisting through challenges until you reach the end. The term roughly translates into English as a strength of will, determination, perseverance, and acting rationally in the face of adversity. It's not about courage in the moment, but the kind of courage that has to last over time, after inspiration has sputtered out and the real challenge has shown itself. You can read about these and other philosophies in our full write-up on Curiosity.com and on our free Curiosity app for Android and iOS. But if none of these pique your interest, then you can always turn to Fika. That's just another word for coffee break. And who doesn't like coffee? or breaks. Today's ad-free episode was brought to you by our patrons. 
special thanks to Kerry Greenwald, Anthony Highland, Maximilian Dikarev, Raiden Johnson, and Julian Gomez for your support on Patreon. We really appreciate it. To learn more about how you can support Curiosity Daily, please visit patreon.com slash curiosity.com, all spelled out. Join us again tomorrow for the award-winning Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few parsecs. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.